1: Hi, I'm Dan and this is Desert Island Dicks, today featuring comedian Kate Barron, who is very funny, Uh, she's got a run of shows at the Soho Theatre, so go and check her out there, and uh, she's got lots of other shows as well, so um, go and find out where she's playing and go and have a look. If you're a new listener to this, then please do consider giving us a rating and a review because it's really helpful for us, and uh, it's just nice to see as well, so that would be great, and also, just to remind you that you can get involved in the podcast as well if you listen and you you're thinking, oh, I really want to tell them who and what I hate or hate to be stuck on an island with well you can because every week we put out a tiny little episode called compact dicks where we read your submissions and we would love to have an email or suggestion from you so to email us you can go to dickspod.com contact or you can contact us on social media on instagram and twitter at dickspod and uh, you could be part of the next episode uh i think that's about it so i will go now and leave you with well with me again but also with comedian Kate Barron. I'm Dan Benedictus and welcome to Desert Island Dicks, the show that sees you marooned on a desert island after a plane crash with the worst people and worst things imaginable. Who they are and why they're a dick is up to our guest and here to share their Desert Island Dicks with us today is comedian Kate Barron. How you doing? Good, how are you? I'm all right. I'm all right. We were just discussing that I'm a bit tired before we started recording, but uh now I've said that, I don't think anyone really needs to hear that. It's not an interesting start to a podcast. So let's just scrap that and carry <laughs> on. Um, Kate, thank you for coming on today. Of course. We're about to maroon you on a desert island with, with your worst people and things imaginable. Uh, how are you feeling about that?
0: Well, already being marooned on a desert island like is just not my ideal. I'm a very pasty woman and I don't do well in nature. I've only been camping like a couple of times and I think... Both times I went, I ended up sleeping in the car because I just couldn't handle it. So like, I think just being on there in the first place is my worst nightmare, let alone being with all of the worst things and worst people in the world, and that would just make me want to just walk into the ocean with rocks in my pocket.
1: <laughs> and do you find that, I mean, was it was it an easy process kind of compiling your list of dicks today? Do you find it easy to kind of vent at people you dislike? or?
0: Yeah, it's too easy. This is the problem. Like, I'm trying to narrow it down because there's, like, too many people love things that I would include in this. I feel like I'm somebody, I, I try to be generally like an optimist, um, but I struggle with it. And then I am the person who like, if you, if you are bothering me or you can't get something, I just like kind of step in and take over. I'm like, it just I just cannot help myself. My sister reminded me of a story the other day where I was in an airport and there was a woman who couldn't figure out how to work a USB, put her USB into the wall to charge her phone. There was a USB outlet. And she just like, kept putting it in upside down and then be like, trying to put it in the out socket part. And then I was like, and I was just staring at her for five minutes. and I was getting so angry. I didn't say anything to her. I didn't know her. I walked up to her. I took her phone out of her hand and her charger. I plugged it in and I was like, there. <laughs> and then I walked away and my sister was like, do you know how psychotic that was? Like, you didn't even say, let me help you. You were like, oh, you're doing... You just went up silently, ripped it out of her hand like she thought she was getting her phone stolen. And I just like that. That's my problem. I cannot help myself, which is maybe psycho. Is that weird? Or is that would you?
1: No, I I was just thinking how annoying that would be. I think it's, uh, yeah, just watching people. It's like, just fucking do it properly. It's so easy. Um, Yeah, so I get it. I mean, I, I think like you, I try and be optimistic, but I don't think being optimistic and liking a rant have to be sort of inexclusive you know i feel like if i yeah. if i rant about all the shit that i hate a lot it gives me more time to kind of be upbeat about other stuff yes
0: yes absolutely then you freeze your mind up because then i have just these little outbursts all the time so i'm not somebody who holds it in and then has like big explosion i just have small outbursts all the time
1: <laughs> exactly well let's let's start the healing process shall we um, yes who's going to be the first person joining you on the island
0: i think the first person would be now i have somebody in mind but i'm not i don't think i can say their their name okay Someone who's like a new to therapy person. Mm-hmm. Do you know someone who's like had a, like so much fucked up stuff like they clearly need therapy and they're very toxic and whatever. And then when they find therapy, they act like they're all of a sudden like healed and like they know everything and they want to pathologize everyone around mm-hmm. them. And I just feel like I have people in my life like this. or I've known people who are like this. They'll be in therapy for two months and be like, I think you need to talk to somebody about that because I think that actually says a lot about your relationship with your father. And I'm like, because I added extra ice to my latte. Like, what the fuck are you talking about? (laughs) And they're just so set on wanting to like become a little therapist themselves. Have you ever met anyone like that?
1: Yeah, I mean, I, I know people like that, and I mean, I think probably their poster boy would be someone like Russell Brand or someone, you know. Oh, yes, 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 yes. Yeah, we had uh, Sindhu V on this podcast ages ago, and she said there's this there's this Indian phrase which translates as something like. Um, the cat has killed a thousand rats and now he wants to go and be a monk and tell everyone about it. And it's that's like, him. oh my God, it feels like there's this ancient Hindu phrase specifically yeah. for Russell Brand. It's perfect.
0: That is literally what because yeah, wasn't he like, I mean, it's great. He's clean now and stuff, but he was like, he's had a really hard life and he was like a, an addict and stuff like that. And he's gone through a lot of shit, but now he tries to be some like holier than thou kind of person. I'm mm. like, that's all good. Good for you. Sort your shit out. Get it done. But it's then when they start putting it all on you. And I've had therapy myself. And I feel like maybe at the start I did this a little bit. But then I was like, what am I doing? Like if someone doesn't want to help themselves or do their own thing, then that's fucking, that's them, not me. Mm. But people just cannot help it. And like, I know this one girl and she she did a therapy journey. And now she she acts as though she has a PhD and she can heal everyone. So it's you can't have like a conversation with her mm. without... She wants to make everything so deep and so involved and you're just like, shut the fuck up. Can we just like have brunch together or can we just go for a drink together and you don't have to get so deep all the time?
1: (laughs) Yeah, I do know people like this and it's almost like you'll be sort of passing the time of day with them and then you might mention something bad has happened in your life and you can see them sort of switch on like (laughs) oh now you're interested now I'm having a bad time you're interested in this and it's like I know that you're sort of coming from a place of trying to help and heal and be nice like that but it's also like you're definitely more interested in me now than when like I was telling you about just my general life now I'm telling you that parts of my life are really hard you're like oh this is great like you're enjoying this
0: (laughs) but that is the whole thing it's like trauma porn right like they like like i heard about this phrase recently it's called emotional masturbation where people like get off on like weird like sometimes it'll be like if if you're if you start seeing somebody in a relationship and you're you're picturing your life together and like your future and all these things and you're like oh and that's like emotional masturbation but it's the same kind of thing for people who are, like, trauma bonding or, like, love people who have issues because they're like, oh, it's my time to shine. Like, let me really get in there. And they don't almost don't want to see you thrive or do well because they want exactly what you're saying. Like, they want – the moment you say, oh, this has gone bad, they're like, yes, <laughs> I can come in here and I can insert all my, like, non-fucking wisdom with my three months of therapy and act like I'm some fucking expert on this. Yeah. Oh, my God. It is just like – but then it's like I feel like – it also can be like, I know people also who've been in therapy for eight, 10, 12 years. And I'm like, I think it's not, I think there's a point where it's just not doing anything anymore <laughs> yeah. or you need to switch therapists or whatever. Cause they sort of, I don't know, just mm. like people who over-therapize things. I did therapy. It was great. I did it for like two years. I don't think I like one therapy and like checked it off and I was done forever. Mm. Um, but I think I did what it needed to do and then I I just try not to be that fucking dickhead. I just trying to be like maybe like maybe you should see a therapist, but I'm not gonna go, oh here, let me analyze you and do all of this shit. I like I cannot fucking stand it.
1: (laughs) No, I think it's very true. I think it's like the same with you know, like any sort of health pursuit, like you know, if it's like Oh, it's really good if we all exercise or go to the gym or have therapy. Like I have I like to go to the gym, I have had therapy But, like, I don't want to go into it that much more than that with everyone. It's like, do you know what? I found that I was getting, like, a backache quite a lot. But I found since going to the gym, it's helped that. So maybe that's something. And, like, I'm ending it there. I'm not going to tell you every single exercise to do. Or, like, have a big, long conversation. Because it's fucking boring, you know. And and I'm not a personal trainer. It's the same with therapy. You're like, do you know what? Like, sometimes just talking to someone that's not me is really useful. I found it useful. Here's a number. But, like, I don't want to become a motivational poster yeah
0: no like i had a friend once offer me like weird exercises to do and like journaling exercises to do and said like oh you can send this back to me and i can look over them because my therapist did this with me i'm like what are you gonna do with my journal what the fuck like (laughs) yeah my friend's a cunt here's my journal why don't you take a look at that (laughs) what do you have to say about that like (laughs) what the fuck i was just like it's shit like that or like going over all your exercises like oh my god no one cares like and people want to know they will ask you like i've had friends before be like i'll ask their opinions but like wait till they ask you yeah i just find like people are so wanting to chime in and like a friend of mine who is one of these therapy people who does it sort of like an acquaintance of mine Her issue is that she's always so keen to give relationship advice based on everything she's learned in therapy, but she's never had a relationship.
1: Oh, man. Yeah.
0: And I was like, that is like taking savings advice from the guy who lives on the corner of your block. (laughs) You just, the guy who is like living on the street, I don't think, I mean, I'm sure he's a good person. I'm not going to take his advice on investments. It's just, it's all self-awareness, right? reason all these people are dickheads and the reason none of us want to be with
1: them is because of fucking lack of self-awareness yeah definitely and i mean putting this kind of mentality onto a desert island with you is just gonna be torture you know could you imagine how awful that would be <laughs> like i would be hanging from a palm tree i could oh. not do it oh it's a good start i think this person would wind me up so much i mean because yes. well, even if you were still in therapy you can go yeah yeah i know I've, I've got a therapist like we're cool so like, yeah. yeah yeah so um but one thing my therapist said though like i don't i don't sh- shut up oh my god yes just when you're trying to find your own space and it does just terrible terrible first person but brilliant choice um <laughs> who's going to be joining them who's the next person
0: I think, I mean, this one is so broad, and I'm sure you've had this, but just bad travelers. (laughs) Okay. People who just don't fucking get it. Like, obviously, there's like the people who can't handle security lines. They can't, they don't understand about the liquids. How many decades do we need to not be able to carry big liquids onto the flight before you just fucking get it through your skull? Like, I just think (laughs) there should be an IQ test, and that determines who goes into which lines of the security. Mm -hmm. I like people just in bad travels like people who try to talk to you on a flight. Nope. It's not happening. I'm not talking to you. I don't care if the plane is going down. Look forward. Shut the fuck up. I don't want to hear it. Like I hate because they'll try to talk to you at the start of the flight to like gauge if you're friendly and want in. And that's when you can't do it. You can't fall for the trap. You can't talk to them. If I see like an older lady or something sitting beside me, I'm like, kill me. Like I cannot do this. (laughs) And I just put in my headphones right away. And I'm always make it very obvious when I pull them up, be like, Sorry, what? Oh, and I like put it in, and I just like really. This is my fear if I ever become famous that I'm too much of a bitch when I'm out (laughs) in the world, and people will be like, Oh, she's actually really rude, and uh, it's just the truth. Mm. But like, people who just can't fucking travel right, who just don't get like, if you have a big suitcase and shit, move off to the side, stand on to the side of an escalator when you're traveling in a new city don't stand at the top of an escalator and just look around with your jaw dropping going where should we go next move off to the fucking side (laughs) like i'm always like i'll help you and i'll push them to the side (laughs) like i just anyone just traveling bad all over the place it's just because obviously i'm a comedian i'm sure you've heard this a lot i travel a lot as well so i fly a lot i'm on loads of trains and everything and it's just like you see the worst of humanity and like people just being pigs people grooming themselves during travel. Mm. Like I put a face mask on on a flight. I'm sure a lot of us have. It gets very drying up there. You know, I'll do some of that. But I'm not clipping my toenails. (laughs) That is disgusting. Like that should get you on a no-fly list.
1: Oh, yeah, definitely, definitely. I'm really with you about the sort of IQ testing for like the – check-in bit of the you know the security checks because i find so there's there's a secret uh check-in place for parents that i didn't know about what yeah like often airports you go up with all like your kids and all your crap and the pram and stuff and they go no 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 just down there if you just go there's another place for you and quite a lot of airports there's one and that's where all the parents if you think about it often when you're going through security you don't see that many parents with like buggies because we're all down there and they're really good at just sort of dealing with, like, useless, tired parents. And they're like, okay, no, fold that up, right, that one over there. Okay, you come over here. Yeah, no, don't worry about that. It's and they just fucking get you through and so run. quickly. And, it's ama- and you get through and you're like, oh, that was the bit I was most scared about doing with all these kids that I've got now and, like, and all these millions of bags and pouches and fucking toys and stuff. Yeah. So, like, they can do it for us useless bastards. I reckon they can do it for just, like, the general herd of slow people. You know, it's like, yeah. it's
0: it's doable. Oh, totally. And, and the best thing ever is like, I haven't flown business that much, but when I have, and I've been able to get upgrades or whatever, flying business, being able to go through that shortcut line. Uh, mm. Cause it just is like, most people who fly business travel often. That's why they do it. Cause they're traveling all the time. So it's like a comfort thing. And they just get it. They just get how their shit is. They, it, laptop's out, ready to go, bags up, belts off, whatever. They're not just going, oh, what? Oh, oh. Like wandering <laughs> through. That's actually good though that they take parents off. I have seen parents on the regular line who I guess don't get pulled out. Because when I, I will... Even if they're like, oh, security will be like Go to line number four I'm like, fuck, look at that family They're a disaster <laughs> They'll be in this line for five hours There's no fucking way I'm going behind them yeah. I just go to another one and I pretend I'm like, sorry, what? Like, what? I can't hear you I don't know, <laughs> I'm not from here, I'm sorry
1: The other good thing I had once was like I was in a, uh, an airport and they just said, oh, if you pay 15 quid, you can go to join this lounge thing and yeah. you, you get the check-in. I, it only happened once. And it's like, I mean, the lounge was terrible, but it was like, I will pay to be out of this situation right now. For sure.
0: But that's always the way, even with traveling, like I always would pay, when you're booking travel, you go, I want the cheapest, I want whatever, is going to be the least expensive. And that's fine when you're going somewhere because you're like excited to go. When you're on your way back, I'm always like, I would pay $5,000, not have to sit in economy with with like a stop, I I not like I have to do nonstop flights. If mm-hmm. I have to do a connection, which I have to do when I fly back to Canada to visit my family, I always have to connect. But the connection isn't so bad. But if you have like multiple connections or anything, I'm like it's just the fucking. <laughs> so just traveling, and I'm somebody who I like to travel alone. I don't mind it at all because I do travel alone a lot. I find when I travel with other people, I'm like come on. Let's go! Like, get to step in. Come the fuck on! Like, we go. We move. We do this. And I'm like, oh my god, just sort it out. And people who are like too like uh like lazy daisy or too like intense about it, who as soon as they like look like they're starting to board, they're like, board, oh, yeah, up! We gotta get the line! We gotta get the line to board. And I'm like, oh, relax. We're sitting four feet away. It's not going anywhere. Like. Calm yourself down.
1: Yeah, yeah. I wish there could be sort of little, uh, you know, like in first class, you see, like, I've seen videos of, like, you know, they have, like, a little cabin now. Yeah. I would be happy with, like, a cabin over an economy seat just to, like, shut everything. Just a tiny little cubicle. Like a tent. Yeah, just like a tent. Just like a a big privacy screen. You can go, shh and just slide it up and be like there you go fuck off like you know but
0: imagine going to the bathroom with that people are already i do like a window seat if i'm going a long distance right like closing into the window window seat obviously we all know is the worst but the fucking that would be so difficult Mm. to climb out of there if there were those private screens because already the other worst people when they travel they're the ones who like sit if they're on the aisle or middle and you're like okay i need to get past you and they just turn to the side and like turn their legs inside. And you're like, mm. bitch, my ass is going to be in your face. Get the fuck up <laughs> out of your seat. <laughs> like if, so, if you're trying to get in and someone doesn't stand up for you. No, no, mm. no, that's not happening. That <laughs> is not happening. I will not allow that. But that's the thing. I will, I will call it out mm. and I will say stuff. And then I'm like, this is why I could never be famous. Because <laughs> people will just be like, she's a huge bitch.
1: Oh no, but you'll just have to reframe it as diva. That's and then you're yeah, I guess so yeah, So People love Mariah Carey, and you know, it's like that's true. Oh actually. god, did you hear about this really difficult thing she de- demanded? Like, people think that's fucking great, and everyone's going. And then
0: everyone just thinks she's a fucking icon. Yeah,
1: like I don't know where uh, yeah. where the line stops. Like, I mean,
0: I think it's just money. If you have millions of dollars, you're a diva. If you don't have millions of dollars, you're just a fucking annoying Karen. <laughs> yeah. That's it. Like, the line at Karen to Mariah is blurred by money. That That's all it is. That's true. So right now, I'm a Karen, I guess. <laughs> I try really hard not to be a Karen, even though people call me Karen all the time. But they don't. The reason they call me Karen is because my name is Kate Barron. Yeah. And people always mush those together. And, like, comedians I know have been like, Karen, I mean, fuck, Kate <laughs> Barron. Like, they introduced me as that, and I'm like this is going to turn me into a Karen right now. This is gaslighting me into becoming a Karen. Absolutely.
1: Okay. Well, I think it's another very strong choice. And I just think the idea of like someone who's just a bit annoying and dithering, I can imagine them sitting there getting kind of expert advice from the, the person who's in therapy. Yeah. And sort of going, oh, okay. And then coming back the next day because they couldn't follow the instructions and getting confused. So, yeah, it's, it's good. Um, who's going to be the third person joining you?
0: I started because, honestly, I have so many. Like, I was actually like, do I go with, like, the Joe Rogan, Andrew Tate-loving MMA gym bros? But I think the one that's actually more annoying to me than that. And maybe just because we're <laughs> around it more. And this is going to sound really rude, but brand new first-time mother. Yeah, fair enough. Because... They just go, oh my God, the world revolves around me entirely. Everyone needs to come to me. Everyone needs to bow down to me. And anytime you say anything or go like, actually, this is how they go. I'm a mother. I am a mother. Now, do you understand? I am a mother. And I'm like, we all fucking know you're a mother. Or anytime you're like, oh, like if you were just, you know, if you're like, oh, I'm kind of tired. You want to know tired? (laughs) Try being a mother. Try having a baby. Then you'll know tired. You don't know tired until you're a mother. And it's like, I remember being as well once in, I was in Paris when I was going, like getting on a train and I was in line for tickets and the trains were like crazy and there was something happening. And, and we were all in this huge queue and everyone was getting mad. And this woman who was like, she was a new mom. She comes to and she's like,
1: move!
0: I'm a mother, get out of my way, move! <laughs> and everyone was like, what the fuck? And she pushed past everyone and everyone was kind of like, didn't really know how to react to it. And she's just going like, I'm a mother. You need to let me through. <laughs> and I was like, bitch, no, we don't. Like, but people just let her through. And I'm like, it's that entitlement of like, move out of my way on the sidewalk, move out of my way. I get this, I get this. And yes. It is fucking hard being a mom. I get it. I ha- I see how difficult it is and everything, but it cannot be your get out of jail free card for being an absolute fucking <laughs> cow of a person and just be like so rude to everyone and be like, well, I don't care about my mother. Mm. That is like my, do you, I mean, you have a kid.
1: I've got two kids. Yeah. And I've, yeah, I've definitely, I mean, I've probably, I'm sure I've definitely played the tiredness. Guy. I mean, even speaking to you already, I've, I've mentioned that I'm tired <laughs> and that, but.
0: But you're not devaluing my tired by going like, you don't
1: know tired, bitch. Like you don't know. I'm not going to say I've never done that to people. (laughs) I'm sure I have. But I mean, yeah, I think it's something that is so just absorbing and tough. But I think within that, there are levels of dealing with it. You know, like you can say, sorry, I'm a complete fucking mess today. This one's been a real pain in the ass. Do you mind if I sit there? Or do you mind if I just squeeze through because he shat himself or something like that? You know, rather than sort of demand. It's like... I suppose it comes down to, it's like the baby on board sign. It's like, I would obviously protect my children over my own life. Of course. But all life is basically equal, you know what I mean? And it's like, when I'm driving, I'm trying to never crash my car. Like, that's my default position is never crash into, don't kill anybody. So like, yeah. oh, but they've got a baby. i have better be even more careful not to like horrifically crash into that car. And it's that sort of like, of course they want to protect their baby more than they want to protect themselves. But it's like, yeah, just fucking perspective. Come
0: on. But even everyone does. Like, if I saw two people in a burning building and I can only save one of them, and one's a kid and one's like an adult, I'm saving the kid. Yeah. I'm um, obviously, you know, what if everyone is going to save the kid first? But it's just, it is the entitlement of just going like. Everything has to revolve around me and being the mother and everything, and I'm just like, and because I have so many friends who become moms, a lot of them chill out as they have more kids or the kids get a bit older or mm. whatever. But it's when they first they go, oh, you have no idea, and I think it's so funny as well to see because I have so many friends with kids to see some of my friends who go like, I'm a mother, you don't know what it's like, and my other friends like, bitch, we're all moms too, or we all have kids too. Like we fucking, we know you don't have to be such like so brutal about this and i just like when you go above and beyond all the time you be like the world needs to cater on me or this shouldn't happen mm. because i'm a parent so all of a sudden you see the world through parent lens and you think like everything needs to focus on you and the kids which yes we need to focus on kids and do all that stuff and take care of them and like love them to bits i'm obsessed with my niece she's the best little person ever i would literally murder people to save her from anything or just to get her ice cream that she wanted um <laughs> but like there is a line there is a line and it's like i've seen people like i said push people out of ways like just scream at other people and you're like what the fuck or huge like if a kid needs to go to the bathroom i'm like yeah go in front of me whenever i let the parent take their kid to the bathroom ahead of me because like it's a little kid you don't want them to have an accident. that's a whole other thing but you can just tell sometimes when it's a mom be like uh um, let me through i'm a mother i'm like your kid is over there like this mm. is for you this isn't the fuck out of here or like I was at a resort once checking out, and there was a huge line of people checking out. And um, there was a woman screaming that she was a mother and she shouldn't have to wait in the line to check out and she should get first priority over everyone. Mm. And other people were like, we're parents too, but our kids aren't with us, it doesn't really fucking matter. And their kid was just like playing the side, having a fine time. <laughs> That's the entitlement I cannot handle.
1: Yeah. yeah, we went to a friend of mine last year uh, for her birthday, we all went camping and it was this nice little campsite. And all our kids went to bed and uh, then we were all just sitting up around the fire just talking shit. And someone from like the next little group of tents like 100 metres away was like, excuse me, do you mind? We've got kids trying to sleep here. And it's like, we've, we've got like eight kids asleep all around us so yeah so fuck off I think probably we're annoying you but you can't yeah. let the kids go because we're literally surrounded by more kids than you have over there so you know just if you just want us to quieten down like don't don't make it about children it's like we're probably just being loud and obnoxious but our kids are used to that I guess
0: yeah I've heard the same thing in a restaurant where they're like excuse me we have kids over here like, it's 10 p.m. in a restaurant. You're a bad parent. Your kid should be in bed. Like, <laughs> what are you doing here? This is not a child-friendly... I also think, look, like, you need to be aware. If you're going to non-child-friendly places, that's what you're going to get. You can't take a kid to, like, a fucking Drake concert and then go, everyone...
1: Like, can we just keep it down a bit? Like, oh my God. Uh, Less of the cuss words, please.
0: Less of the cuss words, everyone. Just (laughs) gentle. I have a child here. So that is it. If I was stuck on a desert island with somebody like who wanted to therapize everything, a fucking new mom who was screaming about everything. And then people who just like, or a person who just didn't even know how to travel or function was overwhelmed by everything. Mm -hmm. No, I'm done.
1: I'm done. (laughs) I could not deal with that Yeah, I think, um, I mean you've articulated your issues with these people so beautifully that I have no doubt imagining that this would be a fucking awful place for you to be So uh, yeah. yeah Okay, well look, we've got the people out of the way We're going to move on now because Mercifully, amongst the wreckage of the plane there was some food and drink left over Unfortunately for you, it's your least favourite food and drink in the world What are they and why are they so bad? For
0: drink, I'm gonna have to go with kombucha.
1: Right, okay.
0: I think it tastes like putrid, like piss water. And I think the only reason people talk, toler- I don't think anyone actually likes it. Anyone who's told me they actually enjoy the taste of it, there's, you need to go to the doctor. You need to get yourself checked out. You cannot enjoy the fermented, bitter, sour gross taste of kombucha have you had it before
1: yeah my wife likes it and i just occasionally i try it and i'm like i've had i've drunk worse things but i don't know in this world where we could drink so many things, I don't know why this is, you know, there's there's fruit flavors and it's slightly fizzy, but you can get nice fruity fizzy drinks, you know, and if you want something fermented, then like the world of booze awaits you. Yeah. I just don't really know what the, oh, it's good for your guts. I'm like, yeah, but...
0: (sighs) But so is a lot of other stuff that doesn't taste like that. And yes, have we all tasted worse things? Sure. Anyone who's into kombucha or really likes it, I'm like, that's somebody who wants to drink pee. That's somebody who's into, like, (laughs) Piss play, and they don't want to admit it. And this is the gateway <laughs> drug into doing pee porn or something like that. Like, that is, I'm convinced of that. So, this is a new kink of your wife's, yeah. I guess. And that's, if you didn't know that, that's, I think, what she's probably into. But I just, I, there's no, you cannot like it. It is disgusting. And I also i am not good with carbonated beverages. So, it's just the fact that it's carbonated and it tastes like that no no it's disgusting yeah. I, I
1: can't i can't get on board and it's expensive as well isn't it it's like you might yes. as well just have a drink a proper drink
0: but this is like it tastes like shit it's exactly what you're saying have a proper drink like there's so many other better alternatives out there what are you doing what are you trying to i feel like it is this like oh but it's actually really good for you and like people trying to be like i'm actually like better than you because i can drink this and it's like really expensive too <laughs> and you're just like you're just a fucking loser and maybe also because like <laughs> that kind of pre- like there, there's you know people are pretentious about the drink in general and i grew up really poor and like so even stuff like that I, I have a really hard time with stuff like that too where i'm just like to justify really expensive things that also taste bad i'm like no like what are you doing like i'd rather have kool-aid you dumb fuck like <laughs> it's just i i can't do that i'm yeah. food wise I really, really, I mean, I don't know if it's like anchovies and olives were sort of the two that I would okay. just be. Again, I know a lot of people who love them. And anchovies are supposed to be amazing for you, amazing for your skin. Like they have really good healthy oils in them. But it's that fermented tinning, like my dad loves them. I, I'm just seen them in the whole little fish form. If oh, I, yeah. I, I love a Caesar salad. One of my favorite things in the world. But I always have to be, like, if there's anchovies, like, laid across, I'm like, uh,
1: I just, no. Yeah. Well, um... I think, because you said olives as well, I think you can get olives with anchovies stuffed in them, so some, something like that. Okay,
0: anchovy stuffed olives would be my worst nightmare.
1: Or a little platter, well we can give it a little platter, so you got some olives on their own, some anchovies and mm-hmm. then the two combined, just like a little, nice little sharing plate or something.
0: Yeah. yeah, the only good thing about this island is that I would be so skinny because I wouldn't eat anything <laughs> and I wouldn't be drinking kombucha, I would just drink seawater until I killed myself because of all of these <laughs> awful people and things to drink, but like, olives i know people like them and i think i always grew up thinking like it's it's very like sophisticated food Mm. like people who ate olives were like cool and it's just a very sophisticated thing to like but i genuinely i've tried because i've also heard like if you eat something like 20 times or whatever 25 times you sort of start conditioning yourself to like Mm. it i've tried to like olives because i want to like want to like them i've gone to like really swanky like cocktail bars they will just put like a little bowl of olives in front of you and i want to be that person but i'm like bleh, like i just mm. i cannot handle it they're just do you are you an olive fan
1: yeah but I, not until i was 35 and oh wow okay so i mean anything that takes you 35 years to do like was it worth it i don't know and i think it's i think the only reason i did keep trying them is because yeah it's like you're having a drink You want something to eat, often that's what there is. And just over time you're like, oh, something salty. You know what I mean? It did just sort of happen over a while. Or like, I used to go to this salad place near work and they'd always put loads of olives. And after a while I was like, oh, I just can't be bothered picking them all out. I'll eat them. And it's like, oh, these are all right, really.
0: They're just so strong too. The taste like permeates everything. Mm. Like there's my favorite salad at prep that I get has black olives all over it. And I sit there and pick them all off because and i tried be like i just do i have to be this much of a child where i literally can't be like man nah, i can't eat them mm. and but i just i just can't do it yeah i just cannot do it there's other things that i'm like i don't like love mushrooms but if it's on like a pizza or if it's in like a pasta or something fine I can eat it or if it's in like a dish that's cool I can eat mushrooms yeah. when olives are in there it's ruined the whole fucking thing
1: yeah that's the thing what used to really annoy me that I didn't like them because I like everything on that sort of deli counter you know like all the little pickles and aubergines and like little middle classy things Same. like I love all that shit you know so it's yep. really annoying that olives are like you know they're the, the, the poster boy for that and you know I couldn't get there but um yeah I know what you mean I mean I do sort of, like I said, I like them now, but it's taken me so long. I'm like, what the fuck? cloak, like, what is it with you? You know, and, and like, kids like them now. Like, no, when I was young, they were exclusively a grown-up thing. Oh, yeah. They were like a past grown up thing to in my eyes. Like Yeah. And I'm sure it was different in the, Medi- you know, in like Mediterranean countries and stuff. And everyone was just eating them all the time. And now, but here, everyone does it. And I don't know if it's just like seeped down somehow. And like little two-year-olds are sitting there eating olives and... It- yeah it's weird but um yeah anchovies I think are a weird fucking thing um oh yeah they're just gross like there's this one there's this way of cooking a leg of lamb right that I was introduced to and it involves like you know when you you get a leg of lamb and you stud it with like garlic and rosemary right and, if, and when you put the garlic and rosemary in, if you put a tiny little bit of, of uh anchovy in as well it like acts as a seasoning and i hate i love roast lamb and i hate anchovies so i'd never do anything that jeopardized the flavor of one with the flavor of the other yeah but it sort of works and you don't taste anything fishy and it just makes it really nice and But when i'm doing that and i have to get these little like hairy fucking things out of a jar and like they're so oily and i have to like are they hairy i I feel like they're maybe it's just like tiny it's probably tiny bones or something right but they're so oh just getting them at these little oily deeply fishy things i'm almost sort of like oh god this is disgusting but um but it works it does work but yeah i mean i'm probably going overboard it's probably like I mean, it wouldn't be fine if I didn't do that as well, you know. But.
0: I mean, I like, like I said, I love Caesar salad. And I've had Caesar salad before where in the dressing, there's a little bit of really finely, 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 finely chopped up anchovies. Mm. And that's like, okay, I can, I can handle it. When they're whole, when they're laid out, when you can see them, that when you can properly taste them, it's like sort of yeah. masked by the other flavors. No, I, I just can't do that. And handling them is like, my dad, I went home and he was... Uh, I went home and I was helping take care of him and the family and stuff recently. And he loves them. And he was, I was, you know, making him lunch. He's like, Oh, I could do some anchovies. He's like, no, you're on your fucking own. I literally don't care. That's the line. Yeah. I can't, yeah. I can't cross. Like I don't eat pork. I don't eat ham or anything like that, but I'll make him a ham sandwich. So that's fine. I can handle it. And like, I, you know, I, I can handle it, but I won't eat it myself. But to even touch anchovies, I'm like, I will be sick. I will be sick. But again, I feel like that's like a very immature mindset to have, it feels like an immature palate. Do you know what I mean?
1: Yeah, I, I, like, I hate being someone like picking things out or being fussy. Like, yeah. obviously there are things we don't enjoy eating, but I hate it more and more like, okay, oh, sorry. I'm just gonna, I'm just gonna pick this off. Like I hate yeah. seeing that in me, so.
0: And I love kids who are into that. Like you were saying, kids nowadays who are eating olives and stuff i do actually love seeing kids who are so adventurous with food i think that says Mm. a lot about the parents i'm like oh that's awesome when i see a little kid and they're like ordering sushi i'm like that's fucking cool Mm. i wish i could be like that as a kid but like yeah it just makes me feel even more immature actually when i pick stuff off
1: (laughs) well i think a a lunch of kombucha and olives and anchovies is is horrendous so i think it's It's a fair choice. Okay, Kate, now, fortunately, you won't be without entertainment on the island. The plane's entertainment system continues to work, but Just Your Luck, it only has two working settings. One is your least favourite film of all time, and the other is your least favourite song. What are they and why? Okay, so least favourite film. It was this film that I saw...
0: We saw it at the Vancouver International Film Festival and everyone was losing their minds for it because they're like, oh my God, it won the Palme d'Or at Cannes. Like, it's the most amazing film ever. So we were like, we have to go see this. We have to go see this film. And it was like, line up to get in. People were waiting for cancellations. Like the hype was real on this film. We go there and there's a small group of us. And one of the people is my friend's husband, who's very much more to just like, Let's go watch the Fast and Furious. Let's go watch Marvel movies. Anything out of that. He's not really into So this is already like an artsy film. And he's already like, I don't know you guys. It's called Uncle Boon Me Who Can Recall His Past Lives. Have you ever heard of it? (laughs) It's a (laughs) very, it has 89% on Rotten Tomatoes. So keep in mind, by the most pretentious motherfuckers, Ever like it has to be because it is one of the worst movies i've ever seen him at probably it was it's the worst one like it immediately stuck out as the worst one my friend's husband got up halfway he's like i i can't i'd rather stand outside i'll, I'll wait for you guys outside i'm just i can't do this anymore he got up and left multiple people left they we were like we have to see through this we have to see it through and it's one of those movies that they're trying so hard to be artistic that like there was no joke, a shot that lasted for about 10 to 12 minutes because it's about a guy whose son dies and he comes back as like a gorilla and it's all very artsy and it's supposed to be all existential and all of these things, but it's like too symbolic. Mm. There's a scene where the gorilla is walking out of a long shot slowly through the wilderness for 10 minutes. <sighs> okay. Nothing happens, but the gorilla walking away in the slowest and it just keeps panning out and out and out for ten and we're like this is not still going on and we started laughing halfway through and people around us were like that is so rude like so disrespectful because we're at like a premiere at a film festival (laughs) it was so bad and in one of the scenes there was a woman who goes swimming in a pond and she starts talking to a catfish in there and the catfish is talking back to her and then it starts to go down on her right And she starts having an orgasm while the fish eats her out in a pond while the gorilla's walking in the background while the guy's crying about his dead son. And you're like, what? In the act, and it's not in comedy. This is just like, people are like, oh yeah, (laughs) I see it. I see, I'm like, there's a catfish licking her pussy. Like, (laughs) what do you see here? What is so fucking artistic there? It was the most pretentious piece of shit I've ever seen in my oh life. Oh, my God.
1: Awful. I mean, I remember there was that phase where people were getting those fish pedicures, you know, in the shopping centers. Oh, <laughs> like...
0: yeah. Yes, yes, yes. I... Ah.
1: This is like a step further than that. It's like, what if they just kept going? Like, what if... What if
0: they kept going, <laughs> a little nibble up the leg and kept going higher, higher?
1: <laughs> what if the water was deeper and they could just go anywhere? Yeah.
0: Does that not sound like the worst fucking film of yeah, your life? Yeah, that
1: sounds unbelievable, really. But, I mean... It's the sort of thing you're like, oh, I've got to see it to really take it in. But yeah, just one of those long things. We go, is it? Is this still happening? Like, I watched at the start of lockdown. I was like, right, I'm gonna, I'm gonna watch 2001: uh, Space Odyssey. Like, I've never seen it. I want to get yeah. rid really of had all turned off all the lights, had a big drink. I was like, great. And like, there's bits in that that just go on like way too long, you know. And you kind of start off, you kind of don't realize you're like, wait, this is. This is the sec- This didn't need to be five minutes long. Why are we still yeah. still doing that? And um, it's that weird thing of just sort of going, is it me? Has this been on for ages? I feel like this has been on for a really long time. Yeah, when directors do that, it's like through the whole process and the editors going, do you want me to trim like 75% of this shit out? Like, no, 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 keeping it really? Because the film's going to be really long and it doesn't have to be. No, leave that in yeah
0: the worst thing though about it is people it's like the kombucha thing all over again right pretentious people going no that's actually really good i'm like tell me why you needed to watch a gorilla sun boy thing walk out of the forest for 10 minutes tell me what was so impactful to you that could have been 90 seconds and had the same effect yeah 10 minutes 10 or it was like 10 or 12 minutes because we started timing and we were just like what is actually happening after the movie we were like laughing going like, and we were like crying we were laughing so hard because you're like what a piece of shit people were like bravo bravo and we're like shut the fuck oh, up because it's man. those kind of people that are like i don't watch movies i watch films and you're like oh my god like <laughs> shut up like i'm somebody who i love really like artsy weird things i used to be an art dealer i like really artsy weird kind of off the cup quirky things, too. But they have to be fucking entertaining and good. Mm. And I also like blockbuster, shitty movies, and rom-coms. I like everything. And I love action movies, like heist movies. I can watch anything. And my thing is, like, I do not walk out of the theater. Mm. And sometimes that has just been to my downfall. That has been, (laughs) like, I wasted my life i've wasted time in my life
1: i'm not surprised that sounds really hard work because it's got uncle boon's it's called uncle
0: Boone me who can recall his past lives
1: wow so even the title takes too long
0: so highly recommend your audience not to watch this unless yeah. you don't want to lose
1: two hours of your life it sounds like a real stinker um Stinker. <laughs> and what would your song choice be
0: my song choice would probably be sandstorm
1: Oh, like Darude sound.
0: Darude, like because EDM music, I just cannot handle. Anyway, I feel like it just makes me anxious. Like the slow build up, because like it's come, it like gives me anxiety. And then that movie is just like this, like or that song rather is like this iconic sort of EDM. And I used to be when I was like a like a shitty little teenager. I used to sneak out and go to raves with my friends. And then like do drugs in a corner and just like shake and throw up on myself. And like, so it just brings, when I hear that, it brings back those memories of just being in an awful place. Being like, how do I get out of here? Cause I was like, I have to be a raver I I was so not like that. I was just trying to be cool. I was trying to fit in. I was trying to, and I just, I hated the music. I hated the dancing. I hated watching everyone's walking around like fucked out of their minds, like sucking on like pacifiers and like having glow sticks and stuff. And like, I just, I hate everything. So when I hear that song or other songs that are sort of in that genre, it brings me right back to like sitting in a dark corner shaking and like throwing up of like what am I doing with my life
1: <laughs> fair enough yeah I mean I like electronic music but I would put that very separate from the sort of thing I like you know what I mean it's like very yeah. sort of just paint it by numbers kind of yeah uh, sort of saccharine stuff although in the summer I was at a fun fair near here with my kids and that came on What and like in the middle of like a fairground when there's like the waltzes and everything whizzing round. yeah I heard it and I was like this is like this is the most perfect music for this situation. It's like, it was designed, you know, it's not like it's, it's like, it wasn't even a separate song. It was just designed for that ride. You know, yes, it's like,
0: yes, yes. Yeah.
1: Like you, like you get a video game. Maybe if you buy a roller coaster, it just comes with its own music. Oh my but, God. But to yeah. so imagine that it was in the charts, you know, <laughs> when we were young and it's, yeah. I mean, that's really weird that, that it was a real thing. Someone sat there and they're like, yeah, yeah, yeah we've got it. This is the one. Nailed
0: it. Yeah. <laughs> like I just can't, and it is Become this kind of joke with me and my friends So at our friend's wedding when we were in Bali. while well, we were all getting all ready and there's like we're playing like fun music. And we're drinking champagne and we're getting all ready to, you know, before the wedding as a joke we put on the song but we put it on to be like this is awful but i guess we're still giving them downloads <laughs> and plays or whatever so it
1: doesn't really matter yeah
0: i'm contributing to the i'm part of the problem not part of the solution i guess
1: uh, i think at this point that you know the the horse is bolted you, what are you gonna do you yeah. can't contain it anymore <laughs> like no. you know, just imagine that being the only song you've got on an island it's just it's perfect Always. it's so good
0: on repeat eating olives, anchovies kombucha with all these nagging awful people oh my god like this is my worst nightmare
1: it would be quite fun like every time your friend tried to give you therapy you just put it on really
0: (laughs) (laughs) no what would happen is I would be watching the movie and the gorilla would be walking slowly out and she'd come sit beside me and be like, let me talk to you about what I think this means for you. That <laughs> like you're sitting here
1: watching this. That's true. That's true. <laughs> all right. Well, Kate, finally, the island is overrun by the biggest dick of all the animals. Which animal is it and why?
0: I have to go with pigeon. I think they're out to get me. One birds just like creep me out. Their little talony hands. Like it grosses me out. And it's just, it's, i can't i can't handle the hands and uh, i actually dated somebody so i dated somebody and i wanted to be really respectful to his family and his family took me to like a very traditional chinese food restaurant and i was like i can't be like we're talking about picky eating i'm gonna have to try everything and just like go with it i did try chicken feet Mm -hmm. and i know a lot of people like them because they eat the skin off the chicken feet but i have a particular issue with like bird feet Mm -hmm. and bird hands and i still did it to be respectful and i went home and i was just like oh, what did i just do like it was (laughs) awful but I think pigeons and they also like, I feel like they know who I am on the streets and they just like want to attack me. Like Mm. every time I'm walking, they're not afraid of me. And when I get near, they fly in my face. And I, I like the person who always screaming on the street. (laughs) People are looking at me because I'm such a fucking idiot on the street, like screaming, like getting out of the way of the pigeons. And I haven't been, I've like stepped in and kind of sat in pigeon shit before Mm. by accident, but I haven't been fully shit on yet. Oh my God. Knock on wood. Like I haven't, that hasn't happened yet, but I know it's just a matter of time. They're just like, They grossed me out. And I was once at this outdoor market and we were sitting on these picnic tables with my sister and, like, I think our boyfriends at the time. And this woman was sitting across and she had breadcrumbs and was giving them to pigeons. but she was throwing the breadcrumbs at our feet. (laughs) And we're like, if you want to feed them, fine, but throw it at your own fucking feet. She's like, I can throw it wherever I want. So we're trying to eat our lunch and she's throwing breadcrumbs at our feet. So the pigeons are all surrounding our feet. And that was like you know what, she's probably just a new mother and she needed to do it,
1: so whatever. <laughs> yeah. they're, they're weird, aren't they? Because it's like, I, I heard they're apparently quite an intelligent bird, but... Yeah, they used to be trained, like you used to... Yeah. And then they
0: got out of control, right? But it they got... seem
1: quite dumb when you, they're just there, like, eating some vomit in the street after <laughs> a Friday night or something, and like... You're supposed to be clever birds, like a crow is supposed to be clever, and they kind of have something about them There's a bit of like...
0: Yeah, crows are top tier.
1: Yeah, they sort of carry themselves with a certain something, you know. There's dignity looking, there. Yeah, there's dignity. But like, with the... Yeah, with the pigeon, I don't know. It just feels like they've just let it all go. Maybe they just sort of interbred yeah. too much.
0: I, I think that's it. I think they used to be smart. The breeding got out of control, and now they're just everywhere, and they multiplied by the bajillions, mm. and... They're just dumb flying rodents who, yeah, they're eating puke on the streets. I mean, to be fair, that is a British delicacy, which I've learned over here (laughs) that you guys love throwing up on the streets. That's true. That is like a favorite pastime of everyone who lives here. But yeah, Mm. the pigeons, I just, I can't get on board with them. And when I see them, like they'll get into train stations. I'm like, what are you, you're so, why are you inside the station? Yeah, like you yeah. can fly, get out of here.
1: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, like what are you doing? Like sometimes they're on the public transport, and you're like, and this yes. is quite amusing. But just what are you, what, what's going through your thought, well, through your mind? Yeah, it's unbelievable that an animal that can find its way home over hundreds of miles and yes. has that level of sophisticated brain function can also just be so dumb sometimes. So.
0: But that's what they were literally, weren't they? That's why they were bred. It's for like. Carrier pigeons, right, to send messages yeah. like that is what they were there for. So they're not dumb. So the smart ones, I guess, can live if they're trained and in cages. But like, I just, I, I cannot. They just, to me, they scream like I'm filled with diseases and I'm like a dirty rat who flies.
1: <laughs> yeah, I think also just any animal in bulk is kind of unnerving for some reason. Like, yes, and like, like you're saying, when someone's throwing crumbs and there's just they're everywhere. It's like I don't know, or like. Also, I think with the pigeon because they're so they've kind of got to the point where like they're less scared of us than most animals would be. Oh yeah, is weird when they're kind of you know they will just jump on you and it just sort of feels like the boundaries are all wrong there. You know, Uh, so
0: a thousand they're not scared of us. I saw or there was a tweet that someone um, put out and it said like about it was about when you get the ick and like seeing a man run towards pigeons and they don't move. (laughs) That is the ultimate ick. And I'm like, yeah. (laughs) Because pigeons don't give a fuck. Like, they are not scared. Oh, my God. If I ever saw a man running towards pigeons to scare them, immediately dry. Like, immediately, we're never having sex. That's disgusting. Get off my island.
1: (laughs) Fair enough. Well, look, I think you have created a, a perfectly uh, horrendous island for yourself, <laughs> and uh, I can imagine already just from our chat how angry it's going to make you. So, uh, yes. so well done on on uh, on that. You aced it. Um, now, uh, before we started recording, we were talking about how busy you are because I was looking. I mean, you have got a lot of dates uh, and you're touring around doing loads of shows. So, uh, well, tell us more about that.
0: <laughs> yeah. So I I gig everywhere. I'm doing a gig coming up in, in Cyprus actually. It's called carry on comedy which you can it's part of like a resort there's like djs parties comedy shows it's gonna be really fun um and then i have loads of shows so you can always check those out on my website which is katebaron.ca, or you can go to my instagram which is just underscore kate Baron. Um, and i'm i'm on tiktok because i have to be and so you can see see my stuff there and check it out but i'm doing the specifically the one i love to promote and have people come to is my soho theater show April 12th and 13th. It's my solo hour. It's called Losing Myself. I took it up to Fringe this year and it was a British comedy guide recommended show, one of the top reviewed shows of Fringe. And I won the debut award from Entertainment Now. And it is the story of how in the last few years, I've lost 13 and a half stone after being very, very overweight for the majority of my life. So it's it's the story of that, but I'm also just like a filthy club comedian. So If you are easily offended, as I'm sure if they've listened to me this far, if you're easily offended, please don't fucking come. I don't want (laughs) you there. (laughs) Don't bring your children. This is not a children-friendly show. And then I also started a new podcast called You've Changed. So that one just came out and I'll be releasing it every Tuesday. But yeah, lots going on. But if you find me online, I have loads and loads of things happening.
1: Brilliant. Nice one. We should do all of that. And uh, thanks again for coming on Desert Island Dicks today.
0: Thank you so much for having me. This has been fun.
1: there you go that was that and this is this it's time to wrap up the podcast by telling you that desert island dicks is a sync clap production it was dreamt up and produced by james deacon and produced and presented by me dan benedictus with unwavering additional support from john deacon as well so thank you to all of you who listened we really appreciate it uh, we'll be back very soon with uh either another desert island dicks or a compact dicks or maybe one of our top of the cocks episodes where we do a little best of i don't know that's all in the future and it is as such unwritten for now but uh yes that's it for me and uh yeah bye